Welcome to Pod Oxford, the podcast series about Oxford admissions. I'm Mike Nicholson, Director of Undergraduate Admissions, and with me today are Martin Spate, Reader in Entomology and the Tutor in Biological Sciences at St Anne's College, and Mike Bonsall, University Lecturer in Mathematical Biology and Tutor in Biological Sciences at St Peter's College. Okay. Uh, today, obviously, uh, you'll be delighted to hear we're talking about interviews for biology. Martin, if I can uh, turn to you first, I think a lot of students will want to know why we want to interview candidates for biology. Yes, it must be quite confusing, basically because they're individuals. Although the UCAS form has lots of information from the teachers or whoever writes reference from the personal statement, we really like to see the person behind the writing. The other thing, of course, is because biology has got so much going for it in terms of, of, of breadth and interest and environmental awareness that we really need to see if, if our students who are coming to Oxford are going to be really, really turned on by it. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really academic interview for the students. I yes, guess. but it's not a test. Right. That's really crucial. So they're not going to be sitting there asking 20 questions and you've got to get Def- 19 out of 20. Definitely to... not, because we wouldn't know the answers, probably. Is that the same situation in, in your college? Uh, yeah. We, uh, the, I think the reason for interviewing candidates is, is because Oxford. one of the best things about Oxford is the tutorial system, mm. where uh, students engage on a one-to-one or a two-to-one basis with a tutor uh, to talk about a t- particular topic in depth and we we interview the the candidates are interviewed just to, just for that reason basically to make sure that you can hold a coherent conversation with someone basically so and i think that's it's, it's a very oxford specific aspect of, of our education that's system, right that, that separates oxford from anywhere else on the planet i think you know having this tutorial session everywhere you can go to any university and be uh, have lectures and practicals in biology but the thing that separates oxford is the tutorial system and having this you know having this conversation with a a tutor uh, on a one on a weekly basis about something about a topic in biology in depth and you know that that's a real asset to coming to Oxford. Uh, Mike can I just pick you up I guess on, on that the, yeah. the candidate's going to come for an interview yeah. um, first of all where will the interview be will it be in some sort of um, I don't know very antiseptic sort of interview room that we've, we've got sort of hundreds of them set aside specially or well oxford isn't a campus university it's spread out throughout the city so and it's a collegiate university so interviews happen in the colleges and more than likely you'll be in uh, the each tutor has a room in the college and your interviews will be held in those in those rooms or at, or a room in college so they're done on a college by college basis they're academic interviews you'll be asking formal academic questions martin the people who'll be doing the interviewing they won't be kind of sitting there in academic gowns. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> I mean, biologists are the scruffiest people on the on the on the, on the planet. Really, um, we don't know what formal really means. So essentially, what what it will be is, um, I suppose, smart casual, mm-hmm. and we certainly wouldn't expect our interviewees to be any more than that. Yes. Um, it's what you feel comfortable in. I mean, the, the point about the interview, as Mike said, is we're trying to make people relax as relaxed as possible under what is obviously a stressful situation and if they feel good in you know a certain wardrobe then then that's that's much more important than coming in wearing a suit and tie and being uncomfortable yes it won't be an awful lot of use on field trips if you're sitting well no no i mean mean, we have competitions for for the best wellies uh, (laughs) on field trips so that's about it really and there'll be two interviewers usually the the minimum will be two yeah and it's not meant to, to mean that the students outnumbered the idea is for several reasons first of all because Biology being a very broad subject, you, we try and get to people who are sort of, I wouldn't say experts, but whose, whose fields are complementary. Yes. So maybe a cell biologist and an ecologist. Um, I mean, Mike and I are both sort of ecologists, so we have to find people that know a bit about genes and 
cells and this sort of thing. Yeah. But also because it means that while one person is talking to the student, the other one can be perhaps making notes or thinking of the next question mm. and, and this sort of thing. And is it always two interviews or does it vary? There will be, t well, it, at one college, um, it varies between one interview and two interviews. Yeah. I, I suppose the average is, it's more normal to have one, um, but, but some colleges yeah. have but two. The candidates are going to be interviewed twice because yes. by their first and second choice college. And what what's done because the admissions are organised at, at the college by college basis, they they vary. I mean, we try to be consistent, but uh, different tutors have different ways of doing it. And mm. at St Peter's, for instance, we have we run two sets of interviews for the candidates, so they're interviewed twice at St Peter's, and then they'll go on to their second choice college for uh, maybe two interviews or one interview. But we we do that. We have. Uh, these multiple interviews so that we can get a consensus decision yeah. on, on a candidate so we can get, yeah. so there are more people there to say yes you're great mm. uh, and, and yeah. or not as the case yes. may be uh, but you know we, we we do that so uh, to, to get to get a good idea of uh, yeah. you as a, as the individuals and I guess also it, it helps because if if a student fluffs one of the interviews yeah. it's not just down to the one right. interview that yeah. everything hands on. yeah somebody's yeah. yeah particularly nervous or and then that's right you, you, we have these multiple interviews so that we can you can allay those uh, sort of areas which maybe somebody gets stressed about and you know, and we can make again come to this consensus decision mm -hmm. and it works really well at St Peter's actually I don't think I would do it in any other way actually um I think probably one of the key questions that many applicants will have is well, what are you going to be asking me about Martin, well, what sort of approach do you take? Um, the first thing to, do, to repeat is, is it's not a quiz. Uh, we're not testing memory. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, A-levels are there to do that, particularly. Mm -hmm. um, so what we would... So essentially, the first thing to say is is try to put them at, at, at ease. Mm -hmm. um, at St Anne's, like most colleges, the first thing to, you know, to do is, is say, well, are, are we treating you all right? You know, is there anything you need? How was the journey down or up or sideways? Um, so nice introductory questions. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, we know it's stressful, but we want the students to do their best, uh, and we do our best to make sure they do. So, you know, and I know it sounds amazing. We are, most of us, human, um, mm. sort of somewhere deep down. There's normally sort of several parts to the interview. One of them, um, doesn't necessarily come first, would be to look at something, an organism, an animal, a plant, a graph or something, but that they've probably never seen before. Mm. And so, for starters, memory doesn't help. No. And what we really would like them to be able to do is pick it up, whatever it is, if it's not too heavy, um, turn it over, get close to it, you know, feel it, touch it, and then talk about it. Um, we'll help them all the way. So, for example, we might say, well, here's, here's a pot plant. OK, I'm not giving away too many secrets. And it's a pot plant that's got red bits, green bits, and obviously soil and all this sort of thing. And it might sound very sort of trivial, but a good biologist will start looking at this thing. They'll actually feel it, touch it, mm. um, work out the size, sizes. So sm small red leaves, large green leaves, and this sort of thing. So the first thing we get them to do is, well, just imagine you're the only kid on the block whose phone doesn't have a camera. And for mm. some reason, you're, you're describing it to somebody who can't see it. Mm. And that's the first thing to do. It's an observational exercise, really. And biology is all about observing things, living yeah. and recently living, or very dead if it's been a fossil. Or is a fossil. The other reason for doing it is to think you want to be thinking laterally about um, 
a, a, you know, if somebody presents you with, I don't know, a banana, you want to want to, want to explain why, you know, what is it, what is it, why is it a fruit, you know, how's it grown, how's it evolved, and it's just thinking laterally, thinking more broadly than just the object that's put in front of you. And as Martin said, biology is an observational science. You know, we use our eyes, ears, and senses to actually understand what the natural world, and that we, the sorts of questions we're going to ask are going to be based on those around that, around those, around your senses. So uh, it, it's important to. You know, to be able to think laterally about uh, issues, graphs, pictures, organisms, plants that are put in, or whatever is put in front of you. I mean, it's interesting there you pick up on the, the banana, one of the very frequent <laughs> questions, yes. supposedly, yeah. that yeah. we and ask in like, all Oxford mm, interviews yeah. is, you know, describe a banana. But actually, for biological science-type courses, that's a perfectly legitimate question. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. for example, colour, as Mike said, we, you know, we use our eyes to see things, and... and the world, as far as we can say, anyway, as, as, as mammals, and these sort of mammals, we do see in colour, which is fantastic, which is quite rare, actually. Most, most organisms that have eyes at all don't. So you might say, well, why is this funny thing that's curved, why is it yellow? There's no particular easy answer to that. I mean, it might just be purely by accident. It might have been designed to attract somebody to eat it. We don't mind, or I don't mind, almost what answer they give us as long as there's, it's a logical yeah, argument. That's right. Yes. Um, and there's no. I mean, it's not like physics or chemistry. Dare I say this? Um, where the answer is right or wrong. A lot of biological things are not just right or wrong. They're very much, you know, based on opinion. Of course, what we might do is, one day, invent an experiment or a field trial to try and do some research into why a banana is yellow and curved. So the student can have a variety of opinions, mm. um, and we don't really mind yeah. what they, what they are. No. As long as they've got them. Yeah. So these wacky questions aren't necessarily wacky questions at all. They're mm. just like they're there to, again, as I said, to test, to, to th for you to think of more laterally about things and thinking about how evolution might have worked or uh, the sort of why are the cells this shape or or whatever. Just mm. the, thinking about the function of the, whatever is the object that's put in front of you and what purpose it serves for the organism as a whole and i guess i mean for instance questions like you know what problems do fish face underwater or students mm. still evolving they're big open-ended questions that's right, yeah. but you're yeah. not going to ask that the minute somebody walks in the no door. no the first you know as martin said the first question we're going to ask you you know pretty much when you walk through the door is you know are you enjoying oxford or mm. you know you've been well looked after did you have a good journey here or something like that you know they're, 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 We'll build we'll, towards that's right. We'll thing. build yeah. towards those really yeah. difficult questions. But we, mm. you know, we we appreciate as a bit has been said. We appreciate how nervous and how stressful these uh, interview situations can be, and we want to get the best out of individuals. And we're not we're clearly not going to as soon as you come through the door before you even sit down. I'll start asking you hardcore biology questions. Can I just want to say yeah, one other sure. thing? Because one of the, another important point of, of the, you know, the the opening five minutes is to find out. Um, just how the student is is sort of handling the situation. And so we get very nervous people, we get sometimes very cocky people, and both of them you can you handle in different ways. Yeah. I mean, whether you're nervous or, or, or not nervous that doesn't affect your chances of getting in, um, but, it, but it will certainly affect the way we might conduct the interview or the way we might sort of try and put you at ease or help you a little bit more and this sort of thing. Mm. So you know, to, to some extent you could say the first few minutes is for us to calibrate the rest of the... Um, the event so we can get the best out of the yes. student. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've identified that some of the questions will be observational questions and, and encourage people to think about the kind of some of the bigger mm. issues in, in, in biological science kind of principles. Is there any issues sort of about ethics that you would try and test out? Ethics is something that's very complicated, clearly. One of the things we'd like to, to know is, is, is are they aware about, for example, um, animal testing, global warming, stem cell research, GM crops and this sort of thing. Um, 
and it's not just knowing about it, it's having an opinion. So if someone comes in and, for example, one of the things that, that I'm quite interested in, very interested in, are genetically modified crops for third world food production. Yes. And it's really, really important, but of course it's also really, really controversial. Hmm. Um, and that might be you know, a particularly good way of having a conversation. No. So yeah. what are your views about genetically modified crops? Yeah. And it, I think it's important when you're thinking about those opinions to actually have... Uh, to think about how science and particularly biology could inform on on, mm. on those on those opinions. So, the GM issue, for example, what bits of the what bits of biology are we going to need to understand in 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 order to make in in order to come to a, a, a an opinion about whether we think GM is good or bad, basically. Mm. So, you know, is it if we plant the world with GM, what's it going to do to the rest of the, the biodiversity? So, you know, there may be things to think about. But as Martin says, we're trying to get the a conversation going. So, it, it, you need to think quite carefully about the science that's involved yes. as well. You know, you can have an opinion. Yeah, I don't like that. I think it's rubbish. But it needs to be. It needs to be in the context of being. Why is you want to know why? You want to know why? You want to be able to justify that in a sort of academic way, basically. And uh, I'm assuming as well a diversity of opinion within your student body is is ideal. You don't want everybody thinking the same thing Um, and thinking in the same. Yeah, you know, Oxford. You know, one of the strengths about Oxford is its debating society, and it has, I think, having people from diverse backgrounds from a variety of different places in around the world just. Just as great, and you end up with people with different views and different and different perspectives, and you know that's going to lead to at the end of the day better science, yes. better better biologists. Always good if people question. Yeah. Well, that's I've right. even on always occasion good ha- if people question. I've even on occasion had arguments with my co-interviewer, you know, during yeah, the interview. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. The same's happened here as well. We've we, you know we get into discussions about things, and we mm. can you know it, it comes into it becomes a dialogue and a mm. conversation. And and they exactly what in fact we're hoping the interview will become. Yeah. It, it, yes, yeah. it's oh, not yeah. a, a yes yeah. no yeah. situation. Yeah. Definitely not a yes no situation. Now I guess therefore if students clam up if they feel that they can't answer a question they don't understand a question, at that point many candidates may just give up and think oh well I don't yeah. know the answer that. that game over everything's kind of lost here i mean if a candidate doesn't know an answer to a question then you know that's that's fine it's no worries basically you're not expected to know everything what we would do in an interview situation is try and approach it from a different way again i come back to this we're trying to assess your academic abilities Mm. and we're trying to do that through what might be classed as lateral thinking so we you know if we've if we've asked a question in a particular way maybe you know my northern accent's not working properly or i'm you know or the you know, we've said something wrong in you know something confusing. So we just approach it from a different way. And if it, you know, if we we're not expected to know it. And if we if it clearly that's an area you know nothing about, we'd we'd either move on or just explain it a little bit more and and and, and push it a little bit. But yeah, yeah, don't don't. I think the thing is not to get don't to think that it's dead in the water just because you yeah. can't and, answer a question. Absolutely. And, and and tell us though. Say I really don't understand. Because uh, of Mike's accent, or, or or whatever, or you know that I that I simply don't know anything about this, and and we it's in our interest to keep the talk, the, the, yes. you know, the dialogues going, and yeah. we, so we we will change the subject. Yeah. Or, yeah. So we'll if we if it will help for a little bit. If it's not getting anywhere, not a problem. I mean, <laughs> we'll then change. Yeah. Yes. I think it's important to emphasize if you don't know something, just say you don't know it, basically, rather than trying to. Because it becomes that flag, yeah, yeah, flag your way through it. Because it becomes very obvious that you just don't know about it, and then you know that's just not good. (laughs) It makes you more nervous and more het up, and the whole thing starts to sort of uh, slip away. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 The, I guess for for some students who are listening to this, they're probably thinking, well, 
this sounds like something I really need to put a bit of thought into before I turn up. Um, are there any things that you can suggest they can be doing to prepare? Other than obviously listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that'll do, really. Um, I wish I could give an easy sort of recipe for success, but I, but I can't. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, my feeling is that if you're going to be a good biologist, it's already innate anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that practising, and as Mike said, sort of being artificial about it isn't going to really sort of get there. So... Um, you could say biologists are born and not prepared, possibly. That's a bit silly, but um, certainly... Discuss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's, a, that's a great interview question. <laughs> How is that? Um, no, but I think, obviously, knowing what's going on in the world yes. is, is clearly you know, important. So, you know, um, look at um, the slightly sort of more expensive newspapers, at least for a you know, few weeks before you come to the interview. Um, Look around you, as we've said all, all along, biology is an observational subject, so keep your eyes open. Mm. Um, when you're walking you know, to school or coming on the train or whatever it might be to down the motorway, um, just look at things. Mm. You know, it's a rotten time of year, it's you know, mid, well, early December, not a lot to see biologically, but yeah. it's all there. Yes, That's right, as Martin says, I think the, the best way to prepare for an interview is, is to question. Basically. I, I grew up in northern England and you know, wandering around just looking at things and wondering why is that like that and why is that like that and just it's just having that um as much said maybe innate interest in the natural world yes and okay we can we can prepare for it more formally you know you might want to pick up a, as martin said a broadsheet paper or read new scientists but it's just having that, that ability to question things yeah. in biology yeah. and the interviews you know even the most extensive interview program will take up about two hours out of the two days that the students probably did. Probably less. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how else, can have you got any suggestions as to what else students can do to fill their time? Oh, Oxford's a, yeah, clearly, Oxford's a diverse place. I mean, there's plenty, to, you can shop if you're interested in shopping. It's Christmas coming up. And it's, it is Christmas, <laughs> that's right. Um, but, you know, the, the, there are two, well, three excellent museums or, or things to do. One is you could pop down to the Botanic Gardens mm-hmm. at the bottom of the high street. You could go to the Natural History Museum mm-hmm. on, on uh, Parks Road. Or um, to the science museum on, on Broad, uh, the history of science museum on Broad Street, and uh, you know, there's just such a variety of things to do. If you're interested in doing touristy things, well, you can do that. You know, you can catch the bus and take the tour around Oxford and Carfax Tower, great place to see the whole of the city laid out before you. Just, yeah, um, yeah, just. I, I think so, so don't just sit in your don't room. Don't sit well, in your room. Don't sit in your room. That's no. right, and, and also. Because admissions are done on a college by college basis, they are the JCRs, the junior common rooms, always have activity. Well, yeah. at St Peter's and probably at St Anne's as well, and probably the other colleges have many activities planned for students. So you're not going to be left, you know, you're not going to turn up for a two hour interview and then left for the next Absolutely. 22 hours in your room yeah. just doing nothing. There's going to be things planned. So yeah. it, the, the thing is to get involved with them, yeah. basically. I mean, certainly, as Mike says, I mean, at St Anne's, we have a very active JCR that. that, that whose mission is to look after visitors. Yes. And although it sounds a little bit strange, and probably does at the moment, that students come away from us, and I'm sure from St Peter's too, saying they actually had a good time. Yes. Uh, there are lots and lots of students all going through the same process. They're all, if you like, partners in a diversity. Even, you know, students going for the same set of, of, of quota places, for the same degree, actually get on. And w- when they come back, if they do come back and the following year, they say, oh, you know, we, we, did so-and-so have an interview also get in and this sort of thing. Mm. Um, so, although it sounds a bit perverse, I'm told that um, the experience is, 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 on aggregate, on average, a good one. Yes, yeah. even yeah. though it seemed nerve-wracking at the That's time. That's right, yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. There will be some students who will come along for interview who don't get in. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and oh, oh. Actually, yeah, probably oh. there's more 
that won't get in than, than do get in, yeah. given the numbers and, and the popularity of the subject discipline. Any words of advice for people in that situation? Uh, don't panic. It's not the end of the world. You know, I, it's you know, the, the, there are a variety of different ways to get to the point you want to get to again in a degree. And there are, you know, you can, if you if that's the case, if you if it's the case that you that you didn't get into Oxford, then your second choice is going to be a fantastic university, and you, it's not going to it's not going to disadvantage you in any way. I mean, I the, you, you can think of doing this linear thing of going through GCSE A level degree, uh, but you know at, at Oxford, and neither myself nor Martin came to Oxford, you know, so it's just you know it's just um, and we we're here now, you know, and you can get to these places, you can get to wherever you want to get to in life in a variety of different ways and you don't have to take this this linear route. Yeah, I mean certainly that 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 Mike's absolutely right. The we understand quite quite clearly that that there's huge pressure, you know, that if you get this letter through the post with all the Christmas cards saying sorry you haven't got a place, then it then it can be devastating. But we really would try and stress that it isn't the end of the world. Um, often in my experience it's parents and teachers that are, that are more upset than the student. I think it's really important to point out that that we won't teach people any more biology than, than lots of other good universities we, we'll, we will show them how to use it perhaps with tutorial systems and so on but in terms of being a good biologist an employable biologist and above all an excited biologist there are more really good universities around the country yes and we're just one of them yeah so with that happy thought um i'd like to thank uh, martin spade and mike bonsell for their time today uh if you enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more then we do have quite a lot now on our website at www.admissions.ox.ac.uk slash podcasts and you can also access uh, the, the podcasts from iTunes by searching for Pod Oxford. Thank you very much.